You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson. Welcome back to another episode of Selling Radio Weekly. This episode of the show is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, and Sullen Clothing. Please check out SullenRadio.com to listen to and share each episode of the show. To get tattooed by me in L.A. or San Francisco, you can hit me up in an email, joe at SullenRadio.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. This is Sullen Radio Weekly, and this is my talk with tattooer Daniel Rocha. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. This is uh, Sullen Radio. My guest today is Daniel Rocha. How you doing, man? I'm doing great today. Super impressed with your work. You just were out with Sullen at the Magic Conference. Yeah, yes. How was that? It was good. Um, It's the first time I've ever been to Magic, so... Um, I didn't really know what to expect. It, <laughs> place was huge. Holy shit, it was so huge. But uh, I was—I'm a little bit more used to tattoo conventions, so I'm—I'm I'm used to like the loud noise, like mm-hmm. the lack of space, you know, and just everybody like, like just around you and stuff. And this was a little bit different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had a lot of people around me and stuff watching what I was doing, but uh, it was just a different crowd, you know. And it was—it was actually kind of nice. It was—I was able to get into my work a little bit more. And um, with a lot less distractions, and and it was it was a good show. Do it was you, a real good show. Do you like that the the hustle and bustle of a convention, or do you like to sit back and and relax and get into the piece like, a little bit more in depth? Yeah, I like to get into pieces a little bit more in depth. Um, I I have a problem focusing a lot of times. So <laughs> yeah, whenever whenever I'm having a conversation with people, I'm trying to tattoo. I tend to take a little bit longer. So right. um, whenever I get the focus, that's always the best. Yeah, yeah. How long you been in Vegas, man? You got uh, seven tattoo in Vegas. Yeah, um, I was born and raised here in Vegas. You know, um, Vegas is all I know when it comes to living and stuff. But I do travel a lot, and I get to see new places. And uh, I have other places that I I. Wouldn't mind calling home, but uh, where's that? Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii, of course. Yeah, yeah. Did you get out there this last couple of weeks for the? Uh, yeah, yes. I was out there for about two weeks, and uh, it was it was a great time. Killer. I saw some. Uh, I think it was on your Instagram. Had a little uh, snorkeling video. Oh yeah. How was that? That was, actually, that was great, man. It was great. Um, it's been a while since I've been snorkeling and stuff. So I went out there. We actually went out there to go spear fishing and. Oh, shit. When I went out there, I hadn't I hadn't put on a, on fins in a long time, so my feet were cramping as soon as I got in the water. So I was more or less floating like a jellyfish the, <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> what did, have you done that before, spear fishing uh, out there? Or? No, I haven't spear fished. I've been out into uh, out in Hawaii before and on a different island, and I went um, lobster diving. Went no diving sure. for lobster in the middle of the night, so it was, it was pretty crazy. Oh, was, that had to have been kind of creepy. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, you know. Um, I was out there. We we're having a boys trip, you know. We got a beach house on the island and stuff, and and everybody was drinking and everything. And one of the guys decided he wanted to go get some lobster. So it was probably close to midnight, and I was the only one that was willing to go with them. All the other guys were like, "Nah, fuck that, fuck that." So we get there and we go diving for lobster. We get to the water, and uh, he's telling me he's like, "Okay, we're gonna go go for the lobster." After the lobster, we're going to spearfish on the way back in because if we spearfish in the beginning, it's going to attract all the tiger sharks because where we went was pretty much 
where all the tiger sharks are. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we we went out there. It was, it was it was a little trippy, you know. We got followed by like this one eel that followed us the entire time. It kept its distance at first, you know. I saw it. it looked like a snake underwater. It was probably about four feet long, but it wasn't very very big. And uh, as as we're swimming, you know, thirty minutes goes by. We look back. I see it. it's a little bit closer. You know, every time we flash the flashlight on it, it would dive down, hide, and then um, we take off again and look. 15, 20 minutes later, and it's a little bit closer. Then after a while, it started coming really close to us and started attacking the flashlight. So it was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> well, how'd you get rid of it? You just by the time uh, you got out of the water, yeah, it was kind of just we had a we had a spear with us too. So we just kind of like was knocking it with a spear and sure. stuff, just trying to push, not really trying to stab it or anything, just push it out the way. And we just kind of just left, just ignored it after that, you know. Damn, that's crazy. Did you get the lobster? Uh, yeah, we actually ended up coming back to like I think four lobsters um we ended up catching a lot more but uh the guy that i went with went to go down and get this crab and right when he was getting ready to put it in the bag with the lobsters it pinched his finger and uh so he kind of shook it off and then um he ended up leaving the bag open we didn't really pay attention you know because we're too worried about that lot that uh crab pinching his finger and uh we ended up losing a couple lobsters but he still came back with some heck yeah how do you cook them up are you the type that's going to cook them up or you let that uh, you know job someone not, else. Yeah, I'm not the best cook. You know, I, I can try. You know, but <laughs> it might not come out that good. So, right. um, I let the locals out there cook it. You know, they right. they they were all prepared. They had all their their fryers and everything. You know, so yeah, it's, it was it was pretty good when that's they sick. cooked it up that same night, and uh, it was awesome. Man, that's that's amazing. Is um, what part of Hawaii was that? That was in a uh, Molokai. Yeah, I was on Molokai. We ended up getting a beach house. It was it was me. Um, I was out there with uh, the owner of Black Cat Tattoo in Hawaii, and we had a couple of friends that were Navy SEALs and and some just other tattooers and stuff. So, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. It was a good time. Right on. Where else do you like to travel, man? Is there other spots that really like settle in uh, that you li- that you liked and and would like to someday settle into or or spend more time at? Spend more time, not necessarily settle, you know, um, Europe. I love going to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy is one of my favorite places to go. Um, I love taking pictures of statues. I love tattooing statues. Um, yeah. Photography is like a hobby of mine. So yeah, whenever I saw I that. Up, yeah. On Instagram, I saw that. I, I was going to ask you about that, too. How would you get uh, that bug? Because that's a whole nother ball ballgame, man. I mean, because people think... Like everybody's got an iPhone now and they think they're a photographer and it's not, <laughs> yeah. the, it's not the case when you get into, and I'm not a photographer. I have friends and I've, uh, I've seen what they can do, you know, but when you get into it, it goes deep, man. How the, and the processing, not just setting up the shots and, and, you know, but adjusting things on the fly, if you're doing things manual and then after the fact processing it and, and figuring out how to do that correctly. And yeah, it's, it's, a uh... I pretty much taught myself with that, you know, um, it's been a money pit for me. You know, I spent, I don't, I can't even count. Like last year I probably spent 30,000 on just different things between lighting lenses and backdrops and just different things. So, um, it's definitely been an, a very expensive hobby for me, Yeah. Um, but I pretty much got into it myself, you know, just, I kind of, in a way, I guess tattooing got me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, always trying to figure out how to get a good picture of, of what I produce and it just kind of, kind of consumed me, you know what I mean? As like a, as a hobby. Yeah. And so I ended up going out there and spending a bunch of money on, on, on just trying to get the right stuff to get a really good photo. What's and then, your, what's your go-to setup, Daniel? 
Uh, I have a, a Nikon a D600 um, is what I shoot with. And um, as for like the lens, I shoot with a 2470 lens. Um, I, you know, I, I could have bought a, a Nikon lens, but I saved a couple hundred dollars buying a Tamron lens. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it helped. <laughs> yeah, man, it gets, it gets steep on that stuff, you know, like you said, and, and it's an experiment at first, right? I mean, you yeah. gotta, you gotta learn that camera and learn if you like it, learn those lenses, filters, whatever you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, whenever I had an opportunity to ask somebody that knew anything about it, you know, I would always ask them and whenever they're explaining it to me, it was always like, like they're speaking some other language, you know? So it, it took, it took a long time, you know? Um, I got into like the photography probably like maybe three years after I started tattooing, just kind of like I had interest in it. Yeah. And then from there, just kind of started just expanding and expanding and so on and so on. And I just started getting more and more into it mm -hmm. as time went on. How long have you been tattooing? Uh, I've been tattooing for about eight years now. Okay. That's good. Five years uh, photography, eight years tattooing. That's yeah. great. You started in Vegas? Yeah, I started here in Vegas. Um, I had my apprenticeship um, at a local traditional shop out here, and it didn't quite work out. You know, I was, I was a plumber full time before I was tattooing. And I, at that time, I was trying to buy a house. So I was working a lot of overtime. And then uh, it took a lot of time for my for my apprenticeship. So I had to kind of stop for a little bit. And when I tried going back, they didn't. They were like, nah. <laughs> so I ended up going to another shop that was on the strip here in Vegas. And that was a good experience. You know, I learned how to how to deal with customers, you know, like drunk customers and so on and so on, mm -hmm. you know, since it's on the, on the strip. <laughs> and uh, right before I got signed off, um, I had a little bit of a falling out with the owner and, and yeah, that didn't go well. So I ended up, one of my good friends that owned a shop in Sacramento ended up, ended up writing me a letter for, for our health department out here. So it's not really the best way to go about it, but it's how I went about it. Hey, you know what, man, everybody's got their story and their path and, and obviously you're, do, you're doing shit legit and right, you know, and, and the talent is come through. It doesn't really how many people that are at the top of the game started tattooing out of their houses, which is the, you know, according to some, the worst thing that you can ever do. And then in Europe, they do it anyways, because it's not a big stig. There's no stigma to it or is not as much at least, you know? So, I mean, I think a lot of times people get too caught up on that, uh, you know, the, the beginning and it's man, it's where we're at right now. I think everybody has to start somewhere, you know, um, I understand, I understand the concerns with it, you know, the mm -hmm. safety with it and stuff, stuff too. Um, you know, not everybody that's going to tattoo out of their house is going to actually make something with their career. You know, they're not going to have the drive to actually produce a, like a quality of life for themselves, you know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people do start that way though. Absolutely. It, it's happened throughout time. So, um, how, how did, how did that transition happen, man, from, you know, getting signed off, being out there in Vegas and, you know, were you doing street street shop type stuff for a while, and and talk about that transition from working into where you're at now with, you know, doing a very specific style for the most part. I mean, I see that you throw in, you know, you're you're a well versed artist. You know, you're throwing in different things from time to time, but it's predominantly the black and gray. And um, yeah. how did that transition happen for you? Um, well, I was always that person that like wanted to learn as much as I could, so. I ended up working at a lot of shops out here, um, almost too many for me to really count right now. But uh, um, I was always looking for someone to work with that uh, I can learn from and stuff. So 
Um, I learned I learned how to hustle just working on the strip shops and stuff and those street shops. And then from there, I, I worked at some of the more custom shops and learned a little bit, you know, on how to how to market myself a little bit better to actually build a clientele. Um, that was that was something I was always into was was bettering myself. So, you know, I like I said, I worked at so many shops, you know, and but it did bring a very good experience for me to understand how I should do things, how I shouldn't do things, and yeah. so on and so on. So, but uh, as for like black and gray. Um, I did a guest spot, to be honest with you, uh, at Goodfellas um, after I met Steve for the yeah. first time, and he invited me down there. And I was doing a lot of color at that time. And when I went down there to do my first guest spot, pretty much I think that was a turning mark where I started getting a lot of people hitting me up for black and gray. So I was kind of, I was kind of forced to get better at it. Right. So I definitely as much effort as I could into uh, trying to get better you know always always pushing myself paying attention to what I did on the last tattoo so I can get better on the next one and so on and so on what kind of what kind of stuff were you implementing at that point like was there any one thing like when I talked to James um, on the podcast he said Strickland uh, he said that one of the biggest things that took his tattooing to the next level was using cartridges and switching to that system um, because of the consistency and, and, yeah. um, was there anything that you did during that time where it was like, Oh damn, okay, here's a jump. Like, and maybe that's just like the guest spots you were doing or, or the people that you were surrounding yourself with. Um, as for a jump to me, I was, I've been trying to just get better as, as on a daily basis. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say that one thing made me better than, than another. Um, but just honestly, just working around really good guys, always trying to surround myself with really good artists and just, just good people in general, you know, yeah. not necessarily good artists, but you know, you could always learn something from everybody. And, uh, I felt that, yeah, I, I was able to accomplish that. Um, as for getting better, I, uh, I, I experiment a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm always using different things, trying trying new things, and if it works, I stick with it until I find something else that works a little bit better. So, mm -hmm. um, I can't really pinpoint one particular thing that 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 uh, gave me a like a boost. You mm -hmm. know, um, I I don't know. I kind of feel that I kind of gradually got better. Yeah. You know, versus you know a particular incident that shot me, slingshotted me forward. You know. Sure. Um, I think also, you know, I guess photography, honestly, you know, um, now, now I think about it, you know, the, the more I got into photography and the, 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 the chances I had at taking photos of, of stuff I want to tattoo my own reference photos, I think actually that's probably where, where it kind of, um, there was a little bit of a jump, you know, so. I got to do original pieces, stuff that wasn't pulled off of Google and so on and so on. So yeah. it was a little bit more original and I was able to play around with it a little bit more since I, I did the photography myself. So right. I think that probably slingshot at me a little bit, you know. When did you start messing with that stuff? Right away when you started getting into the photography, did you start implementing that into? No, I, I didn't. I was still that Google guy, you know. <laughs> um, as time went on, you know, like as I started getting better at, at a – taking photos of my own tattoos and understanding what what like proper lighting and understanding all that stuff then I started like you know what hey I can I can 
do some still life and create tattoo reference. And I started doing that a little bit more. And then just as time went on, I, I've been doing it a lot more. And now I got quite a few customers out there that kind of, kind of rely on that from, from me, you know, um, they let me do whatever the hell I want. As long as I did the photos, took the photos myself. That's great, man. I mean, I think that's, it's, it's a direction that people are going, you know, we talked to another guy I had on the, sh on the show, rich, rich Pineda, you know, he was doing that as well. Um, taking reference photos, you know, setting a scene for a tattoo and doing yeah. that tattoo based on that, you know, with, with his own, with his own work behind it from start to finish. Yeah. And you, you can manipulate your, whatever you're shooting, however you want to do it, you know, what, with lighting or just positioning angles and so on and so on, you know, if, you know, that's, that's one of the things I think helped me a lot, you know, was like, if I was unhappy with the way it looked with the first photo, I would take another thousand more photos, you know, in different ways, different lighting and so on and so on. So, um, until I find that perfect one, you know? Yeah. It's, it definitely adds a, a nice element. You know, you can really, like you said, you can really play with it and see what's going to look best. Now that you know where, what you like to see on the skin, you can go, all right, well, I want to create that effect here. I'm going to move this light a little bit this way, or I'm going to, you know, turn your head a little bit this way. And now all of a sudden you're, you're creating those elements that are setting this piece apart from everyone else's. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's just the way you think in the beginning, you know, like if you have a general idea of what you want to do, you know, if you want your, your focal point to be, you know, in a certain spot, you know, you can create your, your reference mm -hmm. to, to have that, you know, if you want a, a lot of black, you know, for a background and really bright focal point, you know, you can create that, you know, um, sometimes if I have to work in between other tattoos that they got from someone else, you know, I can kind of look at it before I even know what I'm going to do on it, kind of tell myself, okay, you know what, this area needs to be light, this area needs to be dark, and then mm -hmm. use that to create my reference, you know, and, and just build my reference off of that, mm -hmm. that, that lighting that I want to have. Yeah, definitely. Are you using digital, um, digital, uh, tools as well, like Photoshop and, or any drawing tablets, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, I use, yeah, I, I, I've, I've learned Photoshop, you know, I, I'm a self-taught Photoshop guy, I guess, you know, um, I have a lot of friends that, that have showed me little tricks here and there, you know, and, and I always pass on the knowledge too, you know, to them too. If I know something that they don't know, you know, mm -hmm. we share, you know, um, but yeah, it's Photoshop has been a very good tool for me, you know, for putting reference photos together. Yeah. Like, like since I take a lot of my own reference photos, I have a huge file of stuff I would like to tattoo and each image is not perfect. So I'll, I'll pull out my Wacom tablet, open up Photoshop. I'll drop the image that I want in Photoshop and then I'll find a different background and I'll, I'll bring that into Photoshop and I'll merge the two. Sometimes I'll, I'll combine images together. Um, sometimes they want like, say like a Zeus or something and I don't have the exact Zeus that I want to do on them. So I'll find statues that I have that have, you know, strong like facial features you know good beards and stuff and then i'll find like a body from something else or i'll just create images i'll put a bunch of images together and and create the perfect image for me to use so it's awesome man it's it's nice to be able to do that right like yeah, it's photoshop man photoshop and, and the wacom tablet it's it's helped out a lot yeah yeah it, i mean that was one of the i think it's one of these things that as people start 
having to find ways, and I've said it before, having to find ways to set themselves apart from other people, these extra steps that artists like yourself are taking, shooting your own reference, using the digital. Yeah. It's just a different tool, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's like you're not gonna sit there and hammer in a nail with a screwdriver, you know. There's there's the right tool for the right job, you know, and, and for what I'm trying to accomplish, you know, that's the particular tool to do to use. What scale do you like um, tattooing a particular scale? Like, are you wanting to? I mean, I saw, I think it's, I mean, maybe the Instagram picture right now that's it's at the top. It's the full back piece of the uh, Einstein man. <laughs> Holy shit, that's like. That's some awesome stuff, you know. Like oh, thank you. The nose is the size of a plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I did that back piece, I knew I wanted to do something on a large scale. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I was actually wanting to do some statue work at the time that I found off of Google. <laughs> and uh, uh, my customer, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know if I want that or not." So he was like, "You know what? I'll, I'll find an. I'll find uh, a person that I want to get on my back, and then." We ended up coming in for that session, and he was like, "You know what? I want Einstein." I'm like, uh, at first, I was like, "I don't know, I don't know." That's that's a little. Uh, but then, after I started on, I was like, "You know what? This is this is pretty fucking cool." So, yeah, it was. I I feel awesome. Like honestly, I came a long way since then too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like an experiment. You know, I didn't know how to approach that. You know, how to lay a stencil on that big, how to, how to start it and be able to continue with the next session and so on and so on. So I, I was experimenting with that one and I was pretty happy with the way it came out. So I learned a lot from that one. Absolutely. When you were doing that, what did you, did you go to your friends? Did you go to other people to get those questions answered or was it stand in the shop, make up a few stencils different ways and figure it out? It was, yeah, it, was pretty, it? it was pretty much like that. Yeah. <laughs> it out. Um, uh, I got the image. I kind of measured his back. I threw the image on a, on a flash drive. I drove my ass to Kinko's printed, printed it out, you know, and, and it wasn't supposed to be that big, but <laughs> when, when you print things out and not, you're not a hundred percent sure how to big to print them, you know, um, sometimes the image is a little bit bigger than what you want, but it ended up working out. So Dude, it worked out perfect. I think that's one of those things that sets that piece apart is the scale at which it is. You know what I mean? I've seen a couple of them like that, uh, but it's um, it's it's intense to see that big of a of a portrait. You know, I mean, the back piece is one of those places that is the biggest commitment almost that you'll do for a tattoo, and the least that you'll see. You know, the 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 mo- the one that you don't see at all. Um, yeah. But it was, it's cool, man. I love that stuff. What kind of, I mean, people can go check out your Instagram, um, but what are you into? What kind of elements are you liking to throw together these days? Or is it a piece by piece, a little bit of a collaboration with the, with the client? Um, a lot of times the customers will give me just a general direction to go, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes probably about maybe 30% of my customers kind of are like exact on what they want. So I have to try to either create create you know their image with what i have or they're very specific and want that particular image and i'll i'll go ahead and do it but uh um the ones that yeah. give you freedom get priority yeah. right <laughs> yeah always always it's those are the ones i have the most fun on right you know so um but statue i love doing statue work that's 
that's one of my biggest things. I used to do a lot of portraits and that was that was one of the things I wanted to do all the time, but you know, I don't know. I, I think I get a little bit more satisfaction out of out of like some statue work and stuff. And so there's there's it's, it's the heavy contrast. It's mm -hmm. the the detail that comes out of it. You know, um, the fact that most of the statues I tattoo were masterpieces. You know, in the eyes of of the people right. of the people at that time. Um, so to me, those are those are images that are gonna last forever. Do you approach that differently than a than a portrait, or is it is it pretty much the same? It's just different shapes, um, and textures, and, and technique. It, it is the same, but I don't necessarily tattoo it the same. I guess you know. Um, I go into it with a completely different mindset. I I focus more on values um, versus trying to get a person to look exactly like who they're supposed to look like. Um, when I pay attention more, more to values, cause there's, there's so many values in it. There's so many darks, so many lights, so many mediums that, that if you put too much darks and mediums and don't have enough lights, you know, it, when it heals out, it's going to end up being kind of, kind of flat. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I do definitely pay attention to values a lot more when I do statue work and, and that, that gives me a product, a, a finished product that I'm a lot more happier with. You are listening to Southern Radio Weekly with Joe Swanson. Please check out Kingpin Tattoo Supply at kingpintattoosupply.com for all your tattoo needs. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the show. How long have you had seven tattoo out there in Vegas? Uh, we're going on four years now. Um, it's about time to re-sign our lease over here, so I'm pretty excited to keep it going. Yeah, talk about building that shop um, and, and just that experience of having that shop. I mean, four years you you opened up in a in a time when a lot of people would have said I would imagine they probably said you were crazy for opening up a a, a, a yeah. tattoo shop in a, in a spot. I mean Vegas is a little bit different though. Vegas is a forced economy to a certain degree, but man. It, it, but at the same time too, when I opened up the shop, there was I forget the number, but at least minimum two hundred shops, two three hundred shops right. here in Vegas at the time. So, um, I was I pretty much worked very hard to build myself up, to build my name up, um, to build a, a clientele up to where when it was time for me to open up my shop, I was, I didn't have to worry too much about, you know, going under, you know, I, I knew I was able to keep the shop afloat and mm -hmm. stuff if, if that was worst case scenario, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, to be honest with you, actually, when I opened up the shop, I only had, a I only have five grand in my name, you know, at the time, you know, while I was negotiating my lease, you know, and I'm, that was, that was pretty interesting trying to, trying to talk to, uh, the, the landlords over here and to, to, uh, prove to them that I was capable of doing it, you know, and mm -hmm. it took, it took months to, to be able to accomplish that. And when everything was said and done, I probably, I don't know, man, I put, I put a good amount of money into the shop, mm -hmm. you know, you know, from having five grand to uh, like, Four or five months later, already having I don't know sixty, seventy thousand into the shop. You know, um, I definitely busted my ass to get the shop going. Man, that's a, that's an amazing success story, man. I mean, it's it's awesome, and it's I think it repeats the point that I keep hearing over and over from artists like yourself. And hard work pays off. You know, yeah. if you want it, you know, if you want it bad enough, you're, it's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. if. If it doesn't happen, then that means you didn't want it hard enough, bad enough. So yeah. When when was the last time you went? Uh, we're gonna drop to a whole new topic. When is the last time you went out and shot some guns, man? Oh man, it's been a shit. It's been 
it's been a while for me, so probably about a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, you like to get out there? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, we're in Hawaii and everything. We were supposed to shoot out in Hawaii, but we didn't get a chance to. Uh, one of my friends has a pretty good arsenal out there. So, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, we're James and I and the guy and one of the other other guys who over here at the shop. We're planning on going shooting next week. You know, oh. um, it's supposed to be a little bit cooler next week. So, <laughs> very good. Favorite favorite uh, gun to shoot right now? Uh, my five five six XI. It's a Sig. Um, it's it's like an AR. Um, AK mix kind of it's huh. it's 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 a good gun <laughs> rifle that's cool man um do you just shoot for fun do you hunt at all or, or do anything like that I've been hunting um I've only been hunting actually I've been hunting twice um it's not really something I like to put out there because a lot of people have like strong opinions about it but yeah. uh um, you know it's I don't see anything wrong with it you know yeah, I, I mean, I hunt. I, I did some hunting when I was a kid. I would hunt now if I was going to, you know, take to game that I that I killed and eat it. You know, like we have some. I still have some ground elk in my refrigerator that my brother in law gave me. Man, and that shit's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, the meat's good. Um, I sh I went out and we hunted. We hunt for we uh, we went hunting for deer. Uh, over there in uh, Molokai, actually, when we went for our, our boys' trip out there, we, really? we did a lot of stuff. So we went shooting, hunting. Um, some of the guys went spear fishing. I went night diving for lobster. <laughs> we went on hikes. We did all kinds of like outdoor stuff. Uh -huh. Did you surf or anything? Uh, I don't know how to surf. Um, but this last time I went out to Hawaii, the guys were trying to teach me how to body surf. There you <laughs> so go. That's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it was it was real fun. It was real fun. Um, as soon as I figured it, well, I wouldn't say I figured it out, but it's the first time I caught a wave and did it properly. I got out the water right away. I didn't want to, <laughs> I wanted that to be the highlight. <laughs> right. Right. What was the, um, what was that show like? You were just, uh, there a couple weeks ago. Um, that seems to be shaping up to be one of those, you know, premiere shows, um, that everybody likes to go to, you know, each year. It's a good show. It's a real good show. Um, there's a lot of people there, a lot of artists that I've I've met over the years, and and it's it's there's certain shows that I like to do because I get to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, that's definitely one of those shows. Um, Clientele is really really good out there for me. Mm -hmm. um, they love what I do, so I got a lot of sleeves and back pieces that I've started out there. So um, I'm a I'm definitely going to be doing that show for quite some time. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. That uh, I've been digging at that chest piece you did on that dude's throat is getting a lot of play right now on, yeah, you know, yeah. on uh, all over, all over Instagram, man. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Um, that was that was a fun piece. Um, the guy that I did that on is is a very good artist too. You know, he's one of the Solon artists too, part of the Solon Collective. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he came up to me. He was like, yeah, I want you to – I have this little space. It was real small. You know, he had two pieces on his neck, and I had to work in a chest piece. So I was like, you know what? I'm trying to figure out how to how to pack 10 pounds of shit in a fucking – like a two-pound bag. So uh, I, I think I was able to accomplish that, you know, without it looking too, too uh, overdone, you know. So I was able to play with some depth with that one and, and make it seem like it was really deep, like you could actually stick your hands in there and kind of move your hands around. Right. So even though I only had like a very small place to work with, you know, so very, yeah, it, was, very it was a fun one. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, oftentimes those small little pieces can be 
some of the funnest, you know, you get instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, it doesn't take you eight hours, <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> Yeah. and you have a finished product, you know, after only like a couple hours, you know? Hell yeah. Where, where do you guys like to go shooting? Um, when you do go shooting up in, uh, up in Vegas, are there specific spots that you dig or? Yeah, there are, you there don't are even all... you don't even have to tell anybody either. Fuck all these <laughs> fuck all these motherfuckers. They can find their own spot too if we want to keep it down the DL. Yeah, there there there's quite a few spots out here to shoot. You know, you have your indoor ranges, but then you have your outdoor, you know, outdoor ranges and the outdoor spots. I definitely love a lot more. There's there's a little bit more freedom with it, you know. Yeah. Um, you can take some tanner right out there and blow stuff up, you know. So <laughs> we've definitely blown blown quite a few things up out here in Vegas. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's 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 fun. That's good. That's good. I like it. Um, I saw on your Instagram also you were out in Boston and um, you know, you went posted a picture from the Boston Museum of Fine Art. Is that yeah. something you like to get around to and, and go check those spots out? I definitely do. Uh, whenever I get an opportunity and to go check out spots like that, if I'm not working the entire time, yeah. um, I definitely do it. There's always so much reference that you can use for tattoos in those places. And not only that, just, just the art aspect of it, you know, looking at all the art and and just studying studying what, what the masters have done, you know, before you and stuff. And it, it's inspiring. It gives you ideas yeah. and, and so on and so on. That's awesome, man. Who who did your throat right there? That's pretty sick. Uh, Carlos Carlos Torres did my throat. He's yeah. still working on my neck. We have like like another session left. That's to awesome. Finish up and stuff. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. You know. Hell yeah, man. He was just on the show last week. That's why I called you Carlos. That's why I have Carlos <laughs> on the mind, dude. He was just yeah. on the uh, for people that are listening. That was one of the fuck ups I did. I I said uh, Car I called Daniel Carlos instead. Um, but uh, yeah, man, dope artist, dude. Like killer he's always been super friendly when i've talked with him and um carlos, carlos is a good friend of mine and uh he's 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 a genuine dude you know he's he's a nice guy you know he's 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 not gonna screw you over you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. definitely definitely that's the feeling i've gotten as well how'd you get hooked up with um sullen and, and how'd you make that connection um I met I met Uncle Jeremy uh, a few years ago at Musink. Uh, it was right after I opened up my shop, and I was wearing one of my shop shirts. And I went to go talk to, uh, I think at the time it might have been Rich Panetta, and I forget who it was exactly that I went to go talk to. But it was I went to go over there, and 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 Jeremy saw me wearing my my seven shirt, so he started talking to me from there on, and and. Uh, Every time I've seen him since then, you know, he was he was just a cool guy. So we just kind of hit it off, and yeah. uh, time went on, and they started asking me to produce some some artwork. So I'm in the process of uh, doing some stuff for someone. Awesome, man! It's it's amazing, um, you know, to uh, to see all the good shit that they do. You know, um, talking with those guys and the amount of artist collabs that they put out or artist signature shirts that they put out is is killer and you know on top of all their other you know cool shit so um i think that the, i think that they're one of those companies i mean that is at the cutting edge you know uh, of of what's going on and they know what's happening with artists you know it's, it's cool to see very very involved you know they're not they're not some corporation that's sitting behind the desk you know it's trying to trying to benefit from our industry mm -hmm. you know um, they're actually part of our industry. So that's what makes it awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
you, you go get up to uh, Humboldt with uh, James uh, for that uh, Humboldt convention too. Yeah, yeah. That one's man, I heard he told me about that one. I heard that's just such such a fun time. It 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 really is. It's a it's a very small convention. You know, it's it's they don't have a crazy amount of artists there. You know, um, I've done it every single year except for the very first year, and uh, I've made some really good friends out there. And and it's it's a it's a fun time. So mm-hmm. like you can get out of like the because they 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 have they hold it in the in the convention center of the hotel. And then you stay in the hotel also, nice. you know, and, and, and everybody's there. So, so at any given moment, someone's partying in the room or, or partying downstairs at the bar. They got karaoke. They got, um, the locals are pretty interesting out there. You know, they're, they're cool. They're locals are cool as hell, but then you get the other groups, you know, that they, they don't really get to big cities and stuff. So they have like their small town mentality, but they, <laughs> you get to watch them get loose party and, and it, it actually makes it pretty fun. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. How, what, uh, what's that convention called and where's that? Where do they it's, hold uh, it at? It's Ink Hearts. Um, it's at the Blue Lake Casino in, uh, Humboldt County, but, uh, it's, um, I think the city's called Blue Lake. Yeah. You know, but there's no lake there though. It just, so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. What's next for you? What's next for you, man? You got, um, trips or projects you're working on that you are, are stoked about right now? Yeah, um, I'm I'm doing some work with uh, one of the guys that was on Ink Master. He uh, he came out with a product for traveling artists. You know, um, uh, a product to create a, a station so that you can have a station wherever you're at. You know, you go to a convention, you don't have to use regular tables. You could actually have like a station like you would normally have like a craftsman box, but it's it folds up into uh, a nice compact briefcase looking thing. So, um, and it's perfect for like, say like when James and I went out to the East coast, we went to Boston, New York and Chicago. Um, that would have been a perfect product for us to have at that time for us to set up, you know, cause we were doing super private sessions out of our, out of our, out of our condos and stuff. So, um, that would have made life a little bit easier if I would have had it at that time. So that's something that, that we're working on right now with, with him. Um, When's that? When's that plan on being out? Is that something that's in actually? The real... I have a conversation with them. To, I'm, I'm supposed to have a conversation with them later on today about it. On on how how what's what's the next step on on dropping it, releasing it. But uh, it's going to be released really soon, really yeah. soon. So awesome, man! It's gone through the R and D and everything. Everything's ready to rock, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dude, products are exciting. I mean, they're, well, yeah, they are. They definitely are. You things... know, there's. Shit's coming out, you know. I mean, I think it's it's something that uh, that people are bringing up too. You know, figuring yeah. out what works best for everybody, figuring yeah. out how to do what we do at the highest level with the most efficient tools. You know, yeah, definitely creating creating new tools for for our mm-hmm. career. You know, um, that's that's a good thing. You know, yeah. anything that makes our life easier is is awesome. Definitely. Do you like the um, talking about the the Wacom tablet? Do you like the portable portable one? Do you work on a on a stationary one at home or? Uh, no. What what I have is it's a portable one. I, I would love love to pick up a Cintiq. Uh, Cintiq. Cintiq. Yep. But uh, as of right now, I'm just using a regular uh, bamboo Wacom tablet, cool. and uh, it's same size as my laptop, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, um, it's, it's a perfect tool for me to use. It's easy to pack up, um, take it wherever I go and stuff, you know, and it doesn't take up any space. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There's a lot 
of options out there now, you know, with um, the thing that I want to try, I haven't, I haven't seen it really in, in operation yet is the, um, the brother spirit combo printer thing that you yes, print stencils yes, right yes. on. Do you, have you seen that or use that? I have one. <laughs> Seriously? Oh fuck, man. This shit so, sounds so sick. Is it sick? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it, uh, it can be touchy at times, but once you start actually understanding what, what actually makes it touchy, you can kind of solve those issues and, mm -hmm. and it works perfect. That's cool. So, man. um, it helps it, it. I use it for, I use it for a lot of things. Um, I don't use it for everything. I still like making hand stencils. Sure. So, um, I use it probably about half the time. Yeah. So yeah. if, if I have something that I'm really, really excited about doing and the day is getting later on in the day and I want to get started, that's, that's the perfect tool to use. You know, I can print out my stencil and jump right on the tattoo and, and get started and, and just move and get as much as much done as I can. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not a very fast tattoo artist, so, um, I tend to take my time when I tattoo. So, um, you know, if I'm out of the shop before midnight, I'm, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Long days, long nights, man. It, yes. Uh, or long days, short nights rather. <laughs> but, um, it, it's, you know, man, it's, it's what, it's what it takes, you know, to, to do the tattoos at the highest level and to, to, um, create the things that you want to create it takes time and effort and hard work. And, um, it's exciting to see when, you know, the success comes to guys like yourself who put in the work and, and are excited about what they're doing and are taking things um, to another level. You know what I mean? Looking at it from not just a, an artistic standpoint, but from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint. Um, it's, it's amazing, man. And a lot of most everybody that I speak with here on the podcast has those same. They're like minded in that way that they want to do everything at the highest level, you know, um, and add elements in that are at the highest level as well, like your photography. You're not just clicking and shooting and then adding that in. You're taking that, learning that whole craft and adding that in as an element. Same with Photoshop and takes like, what'd you say? You know, a self-taught photographer, self-taught digital artist, you know, it takes time and effort and work, but all that shit's on the internet these days. You know what I mean? It's not like it used to be where, you had to go to school to do it or you had to read a book and try to yeah. figure it out. And uh, honestly, I think that's pretty awesome that, that, uh, that everything's on the internet, you know, um, certain things, you know, it's best to learn under someone, but you know, if you're not a hundred percent sure, if you want to want to pursue that direction, you know, you can at least start and figure it out. If, if that's something that you want to do you know you can go on youtube and and watch watch tutorials you know i've been watching a lot of tutorials on different things on on oil painting on on building canvases on building picture frames and just different things you know whether it's even even how to create like a dead body you know for for like halloween you know mm -hmm. for decorating your house just there's so much stuff you can learn on on the internet you know um which which is a cool thing you know yeah um, uh, one of my one of my other friends, um, a tattoo artist out in Arizona, AB. He has he has on his ring finger instead of getting like say like 
like a, a tattoo of like initials of, of your wife or so on and so on. But no, he has a, a fucking YouTube symbol on his ring finger, you know, because <laughs> he loves it so much, you know, <laughs> fucking learns a lot of things on there, you know. So <laughs> holy shit, that's awesome, man. That's <laughs> awesome. It's crazy. The you know what the Internet has done, you know, um, when did you see um, when did you see that that started really impacting your work and your clientele? And um, I mean, right now, Instagram is killing it. You know, yeah. you got Periscope now that's that seems to be um leading I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> Periscope's like a video stream, um, okay. you know, live stream yourself type of thing. And I haven't messed with it. I talked to Jim Sylvia about it and he was it was I, I didn't know if I want to get into it. And I think I'm going to I'm working on another podcast project right now. And I think I'm going to use it as a as a way to connect, you know, a little bit to the audience once a week or or a couple times a week. And. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's a tool. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it. It's it's just a lot of it takes time and effort, you know, like we talk about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I'm, um, I'm just barely getting onto uh, what is it? Uh, that little ghost, that little yellow oh, box. Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just barely getting on that. I'm, to, I've been uh, I've been off that one. I've <laughs> been off that one for a while. I I just got too much, you know. I, you know, I've I've heard different opinions about it before I, I i downloaded it onto my phone you know some of the guys were like no you do not want it you know <laughs> you're gonna get yourself in trouble and then other people are like no you want it because you can promote yourself and yeah. and you can treat it like a like kind of like a little bit of a like your own tv station in a way you know however you you know you know however you set it up but uh i think I've had it for a couple weeks now and uh I don't have any problems with it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, everybody, Snapchat, Daniel. <laughs> What's your Snapchat? Uh, it's uh, it should be the same as as my uh, as my Instagram, Daniel Rocha Tattoo, T A T number two. Okay. Uh, yeah. Everybody, yeah, get at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that um, the idea of Periscope too is like the same thing. You know, it's all almost could be used as your own you know, a TV show or your own, I mean, it's just another promotional tool. You know, it's a, it's a way to connect with, with your audience or your clients or your friends. You know, it's, yeah. I think it's a good you thing. Know, all of that's very important for us, you know, for, mm -hmm. for our industry, for the guys that are, are, are doing what they have to do to succeed. You know, mm -hmm. um, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't use the tools that you have at hand, you know, you, you're not going to get as far as if you're actually using them. So, mm -hmm. and to me, that's like social media is a, a tool for us, you know, just like my photography, just like my, my machine, you know what I mean? It's, it's a must, you yeah. know, it provides a very good life for me and my family, for my kids, you know, um, I'm able to create like a very, very good environment with a lot of like resources here at, at my shop, you know, because of it, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good tool to, uh, to help increase income and, and mm -hmm. to get your work out there yeah. and, and make the world known, make the world know who you are basically. Right. You know? Yeah, man, it's, it's so true. You know, it's the world is at our fingertips at this point. With, it, it really is. The world's so small right now. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. crazy. Do you see that's the same? Like if, when you go to Europe and, and those places, do you feel that same sentiment that, the internet's connected everybody to a certain degree or is it different to, to a certain degree? Um, like I was talking with, uh, Ivano, um, Ivano Natali, um, Europe, you know, they're not 
100% on it yet, you know? Like, yeah, everybody's everybody's using these these tools, these uh, social medias and stuff, but uh, not like over here, you know? Um, I notice the people out there in, in Italy, they don't like to email you back, you know? I do all my business through email, so um, when, I, when I travel to certain places, when I get there, I'm very busy, but... Before I get there, it's it's always a struggle trying to trying to write back to people because after they send you the first email, they tend to wait quite some time before they try to email you back, and sometimes you're already there when you finally get their their response and stuff. So I notice it's a little bit slower in some parts of Europe, but uh, it it's a very good tool still, you know. And it it's like social media has helped me out, like booking myself out whenever I travel overseas. Um, I've never had a problem. Uh, fill in my spots, but it just takes a little bit longer right, when I go to right. Europe. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to to hear the different, you know, being over here and not having not traveled to Europe in a long time. I mean, this was pre-internet. You know, when I went to Rome and Romania, I went through Rome to Eastern Europe to Romania and and uh, back. But um, yeah, it's it's cool to it's cool to see that people are are involved in connecting with each other everywhere in the yeah. world, you know, and, um, and a lot of times, like when I post, when I post stuff too to like my social media, I try to post it, you know, at a reasonable time where people on the West coast, they're seeing it while they're laying in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, all my European customers are seeing it, you know, when they wake up, um, and then the East coast gets to see it right when they wake up, you know, they scroll mm-hmm. through their feet and so on and so on. But, uh, so you're thinking about all that stuff. Yeah, all that I, stuff definitely, is definitely, I, I think that's a must, you know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to kind of pay attention to what works best for you, yeah. but what works best for me might not work best for the next person, you know? Cool. So you kind of have to customize it to, to benefit you, uh-huh. you know, as, as much as it can. Are you a goals guy writing down goals? Do you, or how do you plan these things, these projects, you know, um, it's something that I struggle with as, as an artist, I, I seem to be more of that idea guy, you know, and then yeah. the implementation and the cracking down, you know, is when harder. Really comes, yeah. When it really comes down to it, to be honest with you, there's, there's not a perfect time for anything. It's either you do it or you don't, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm that kind of person. Like I have my assistant that helps me out a lot. So whenever I have like something that I want to do or something that I need to do that I feel that I need to do. Um, whether it's a goal or, or just something simple, you know, I let my assistant know and my assistant puts in the calendar. So it's, it's set, you know, there's no, there's no way out of it. You know, it's, it has to be done. So I, that's how I I go about a lot of my stuff. So like, I just, I, I schedule it and I just do it, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't just smell my ass talking about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough, you know? So when's, uh, um, how can people, how can people get a hold of you, man? If, if somebody wanted to take a look at your work, hit you up for an appointment, um, you know, buy a piece of artwork, how can they do that? Um, the way I do it, I do it through email, uh, to book any appointment with me, um, for inquiries, pricing, um, if it's, if it's a project that I'm interested in, you know, to find out, you know, if, if, if I want to do it, if, if. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something that I, I don't necessarily want to do, um, I I still refer someone else, you know, that that would be able to crush it, you know, and you know I, I don't I don't necessarily just tell them no, mm-hmm. just no I'm not gonna do it or blah blah, you know I I, I help them out I'm trying to trying to uh, steer them well, in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, I do all my business through email. It's uh, it's Seven Mag Tattoo. 
It's the number seven, M-A-G-T-A-T-T-O-O at gmail.com. Um, also, too, for like social media, um, to check out like my portfolio online. Or they can go to my website, too. It's uh, Daniel Rocha. Um, you know what? I kind of forgot it. I haven't been on there in a minute. <laughs> uh, is, I think it's, it's DanielRocha.com, I believe. Um, also Isn't that t- crazy that um, like – I sometimes I wonder if like websites and and things are still still relevant. I know you need them, but it's yeah. like, damn man, I've had different websites and I've had this and that, and it's uh again, it's one more thing that needs to keep getting updated. And I think a lot of people like they automate it. You know what I mean? So everything from the Facebook or everything from the Instagram gets automatically uploaded and it's clean and simple and. Um, but it's wild, man. It's wild that we see these different things from forums to blogs yeah. to, you know, these different, uh, platforms that hold the attention. They hold your attention for a while. And some of them, I mean, then they go away or they get, they get filtered to the bottom of the pile where you don't get your information from there anymore. You know, you, we yeah. get it now from Instagram, you know, or, wherever but it's pretty it's pretty wild so daniel rocha tattoo yeah uh my instagram is daniel rocha tattoo it's it's d-a-n-i-e-l-r-o-c-h-a-t-a-t and then it's the number two so like anybody can track me down on on my snapchat my instagram my twitter my facebook oh yeah just got typing all that stuff in so Great, man. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. I encourage everybody to hit up Daniel. Go peep out his work. It's it's amazing stuff. I look forward to seeing more stuff coming through my feed, man, of your of your work. And, and I appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yep. You want to give any shout outs or anything before we uh, sign off? Uh, shout outs. I want to shout out Solon, of course, you know. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, they're awesome, dude. They're fucking awesome, you know. And, and uh, I like to shout out Fusion Inc., you know, one of my sponsors, you know take care of us very well over here um yeah inkies inkies is always taking care of us very well so you know and and the machine that i'm using right now my stylus machine you know they've been taking care of me very well so you know give a shout out to them (laughs) great daniel thanks man i appreciate it as always everybody can follow me on instagram and twitter at og joe swanson you can follow the sullen radio instagram page at sullen radio um and tune in next week we'll have another great guest daniel thanks for coming on brother i appreciate it thank you well that was my talk with daniel rocha as i said you can follow me on instagram and twitter at og joe swanson find the show info at sullenradio.com and make sure to tune in next week for another episode of sullen radio weekly thanks everybody i appreciate it keep hustling